I had um I didn't watch the movie for this. I couldn't I mean I didn't I didn't look. <laughs> um but I watched like the bootleg production of it. Okay. Yeah. Did you uh watch anything for it? Um I well I've already seen the 2013 like remake of it. Yeah. Um that was part of my like 31 days of horror movies from last year. Mm-hmm. Um so I've seen that but I've also seen like a kill count of the original films. Oh yeah, yeah. Because um, I'm sure that Dead Meat has done like a series on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then just time got away from me today, but I did uh, kind of skim over one of the bootlegs from like mm-hmm. 2007. Um, yeah, I watched the um the off probably one. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit that I saw, I was like, oh, I would really enjoy this when I. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, um, it was. It's very much in the same vein as Star Kid. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's not like Stark has a bunch of college t- students that like made the production. This is a straight up like off Broadway production. Yeah, <laughs> they have a budget and everything, and they made this, <laughs> and it's like awesome that they made it. It's so crazy. <laughs> yeah, like the whole um, like set because you have the the trap door, and then mm-hmm. you also have like the moose head. Yeah, talking on the wall. So I was just would be kind of interested in seeing how they did that. It's cr- yeah, I was watching, and, like, they had, um, at a certain point, like, the house comes alive, and, like, they had, like, stuff moving on the walls, and it's, like, everywhere. I'm, like, how did you rig that? Like, that's just crazy. Like, mm-hmm. think about, like, the technical production side of it. Like, that must be, like, a really, like, it seems like a, it's a pretty, like, for the actors themselves, it seems like it's, well, obviously, you know, they're still doing the job and, like, performing and stuff, but it seems like it's not that hard for them. It's a satire, so it's not, like, I guess there's this kind of nuance to satire, but you know what I mean? Like, it seems like it's pretty... It's not Shakespeare or anything. Like they can make it through a show without like thinking too hard about it. Um, and like <laughs> same with and like, but like for the technical production with like the costumes and like the blood and the gore and the makeup and like the like the arm even like it's like how do you do that and like maintain it, mm-hmm. make it look believable? Yeah, you yeah. get like a a little lightning flash and it goes dark for a second and then all of a sudden this guy's spurting blood. And- <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then you can hear like the gasp of the people who are in the first three rows, like, oh, my God, in the splatter <laughs> yeah. zone. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't write this down, but um, I couldn't really find that many like notable casts of it. It's just, it's just like a show you don't really, it's just a t- show that tours a lot or like does like sit in with like Toronto or like uh, New York or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of my like a YouTube uh, theater person, Catherine Steele, she, uh, she was in a production of this a couple of years ago. Um, and she like, I think she vlogged part of it or at least she like did like her, like get it, get ready with me or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, what is this show? Cause she's like, don't sit in the fr- front three rows. Like <laughs> and she was like saying like, oh yeah. So when my character dies, like this is what my costume looks like. <laughs> like it, it's just really funny. I think I'll watch that now after watching the show because it'd be really funny to see like the different connections she makes in the, sh- in the uh, vlogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, well, yeah, very even touring right now. Oh, and, they are? Uh, yeah, I was looking on their website and uh, yeah, they're touring kind of East Coast um, going into Ontario. So I was wondering if you would be uh, oh. looking into some of that. I didn't know that. Actually, I saw like on the Wikipedia that they were planning on doing, they were planning on on launching their tour in Oshawa, um, Ontario, but they didn't, but because of COVID, they had to stop. Um, huh. I can look at the page later on, but yeah, um, I know that they were planning on doing a tour, but they didn't end up getting to it. 
Um, and apparently they did a three-night three production in Fort McMurray, Alberta oh. in 2019. You know, the hottest to just spot in the, in the country. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, also, I saw on Facebook that Anastasia, the like Broadway musical, is coming to Vancouver in January. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, nice. So that's so fun. Yeah. So I think some of the uh, Ukrainian ga- uh, guys and gals and non-binary pals are going to be coming <laughs> Uh, are putting together a uh, a little group trip to go over and see it because everyone seems really excited about it. Yeah. Like, even though it's Russian history. Yeah, I was going to say, like, Anastasia is a particularly Ukrainian. Like, they're kind of, kind of like Eastern European, but not, you know. Yeah. Although, well, anyway, although, I, mean, are... I mean, Ukraine is Russian history, you know. <laughs> Don't want to get into that, but. <laughs> yeah, controversial topic. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it just... I think well we have a couple of like theater people in our group so Mm -hmm. um yeah and then it would just be nice to see who would be in the different roles Mm -hmm. yeah because I know there's some probably people that are doing the touring now so yeah yeah and then uh funny girl um yeah now has Ramin in it. I know I saw that. I was going to send it to you, but I was like, I, she, she knows. <laughs> I definitely already know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I saw that. I was like, that's so exciting. Like, I um, I don't know Funny Girl that much. Um, mm-hmm. I started watching it, like, in December last year, but I didn't finish it. I watched, like, the first, probably the first half. And I enjoyed it, but it was just, like, it's, it's very old. Not old, but, like, it's, like, from the 60s, so it's kind of hard to sit through. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah I should go back and watch that I think it was on Netflix if not I can probably find it on somewhere else yeah yeah I wonder yeah. if uh, Broadway HD has it oh it probably does yeah because I think they um, just added Yentl and uh, West Side Story on there you can do a Barbra Streisand month West Side Story, West Side Story is a Barbra Streisand but Yentl and uh, Funny Girl Funny uh, Fanny Bryce is a real person mm-hmm. um trying to think what else she's done that's historical hi everybody welcome to episode number 34 of history in the spotlight i'm maxwell cowan i'm annika lutain and today we're talking about evil dead the musical yay it's yay. Since, it, it was so much fun i haven't um it's something i've known about for a little while and uh you know it's a it's a cult movie so i might as well watch it for this uh series um yeah so it's based off so from what I read, the first act, I haven't watched the movies, but the first act is based off the first movie and the second act is based off the, se- off the second movie. Um, I guess so. I'm not sure. Hmm. Um, that's what it said on the uh, Wikipedia page. So okay. just a quick synopsis. So five college students go to an abandoned cabin in the woods and accidentally unleash an evil force that turns them all into demons. It's all up to Ash, a houseware employee, turned demon-killing hero, and his trusty chainsaw to save the day. Blood flies, limbs are dismembered, demons tell bad jokes, and all to music. And that's from the uh, Evil Dead the Musical pay, uh, website. So, you know, mm-hmm. they, have a, they have a pretty good website, actually. Yeah, it's, it's quite nice. <laughs> yeah, they've kept it up over the years. <laughs> um, yeah, so, Annika, what do you want to talk about? Um, so, I just looked into the history of the Evil Dead franchise, um, hmm. as well as some of the development of the musical um and just also like some fun facts i think that i started doing fun facts with uh rocky horror picture show so i would continue doing some fun facts with uh the evil dead uh okay so 
Evil Dead franchise starts off with The Evil Dead, which was a low-budget horror movie released in 1981. It was made for just $350,000 and launched the film careers of writer and director Sam Raimi, who is probably most known for helming the Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire. Um, the film cast the then-unknown Bruce Campbell in the titular role of Ash. Uh, the movie currently has a 98 approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes and was praised by Stephen King as, quote-unquote, the most furious, wait, no, sorry, quote-unquote, the most ferociously original horror film of the year. Uh, later on, we move to The Evil Dead 2, which was released um, six years later in 1987. Uh, this film really became a cult classic as it combined horror and comedy in a way that had never been seen before in cinema. Uh, this film was made for a much larger budget of 3.5 million. It's kind of a sequel, kind of a remake because it recreates a lot of scenes and story points from the first film, but then it adds on a bunch of new moments that made it one of the greatest cult classics of all time, uh, especially the uh, laughing deer head thing that really freaked me out when I saw it. That was the thing with like watching the bootlegs that like I don't I haven't seen the movie so like every time they would say a phrase like that I don't even know a phrase but like they were like they would say a phrase that's from the movie and people would, like clap for like like ten seconds I'm like yay yeah. <laughs> I don't know what this means <laughs> yeah I think it's like whenever he says like ooh groovy or something yeah um, that everyone goes crazy because that's just a very Bruce Campbell kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then we move on to Army of Darkness, which was originally titled Evil Dead 3, The Medieval Dead, which is so dumb, <laughs> but Medieval Dead, Medieval Dead, and whatever, yeah. um, was released in 1992 and continued to work with the dark comedic tone of the previous film, though it is definitely not as gory or violent. It wasn't a big success as it only barely made back its budget but it too has gained a large cult following following after the fact um next in the series you have of course what we're talking about today the evil dead the musical um a comedy musical that debuted in a small bar in toronto in 2003 so canadian uh mm. homegrown born and raised i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> some other cliche um, it reportedly combines the plots of the original Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2. It includes references from Army of Darkness as well. Uh, it's overall a slapstick comedy with hilarious songs and tons of blood. So you have the splatter zone in the first three rows of the audience. Um, it has been performed in over 200 cities and has the full support of the original creative team from the films. And apparently Bruce Campbell has gone to multiple cities to see the musical be performed. So next you have Evil Dead, which was released in 2013, which was the remake or reimagining of the original Evil Dead. And it's the first film in the series since Army of Darkness back in 1992. So they took a like 21 year yeah, it's break. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, math, don't fail me now. Um, so starring Jane Levy, um, the new version takes place in the same iconic cabin, but makes the story its own with its own spectacular scares and scenes. It has a much more dark and serious tone than the original films, though Bruce Campbell still makes a cameo in the post credit scene. Um, yeah, that one really freaked me out. Um, 
they do a really good job with like makeup and like I don't know how much of it is like practical makeup and what of it is like CGI mm. but some of the like possession things really freaked me out yeah it seems like watching like if the stage if the stage production was that like you know that gory what would it be like to watch the movie <laughs> yeah like there's literally a scene where it's just raining blood yeah and she's like just trying to get through this outdoor area and like okay, blood well, and mud well, and all I that. I mean, we're doing carry next week, so to get ready for blood. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, next, you have Ash versus Evil Dead. Uh, launched in 2015, this TV series on stars brings Campbell back to his iconic role and is a return to the slapstick and lighthearted tone of the original films, as well as the musical. So I think it was a, it was a really big deal when this uh, TV show was announced because mm. I think everyone was like oh yeah let's bring Bruce Campbell back to the role of Ash but I haven't seen any of those so is yeah that, is that the one that's on Netflix or is that is it Evil Dead Rise that's on Netflix because mm. I, 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 I looked up um, Evil Dead like I looked up something Evil Dead and something I said something about Netflix I don't know if they would have put some of the films on Netflix. I don't know if Ash vs. Evil Dead is solely a stars thing, but... Uh... Um, a group of friends discover an evil book in this remake of Sam Raimi's classic horror flick. So it's the remake. Yeah, that's so. Oh, so I'm guessing. Oh, that's a 2013. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the remake and Ash vs. Evil Dead is on Netflix. Oh, okay. Um, there are also Evil Dead video games and comic books. So they've definitely expanded uh, some of their repertoire stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they they also should be having, I think, another movie coming up, either uh, this year or next year. Yeah, reboot film Evil Dead Rise, uh, directed by Lee Cronin, uh, produced by Sam Raimi, and no, is that right? Oh yeah, yeah, produced by Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell. Yeah, he's like, um, Sam Raimi's always kind of attached to it, Mm -hmm. just to make sure that it doesn't turn into something weird. Yeah, I think that he's like letting somebody else like direct it and write it, because I'm still attached to it, this is my baby. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's gonna be on HBO Max in it doesn't say when, but 2022. Oh, okay. I don't have HBO Max, but <laughs> I'm I'm wondering if it will be worth it. Um yeah, and then we go to the history of Evil Dead the musical, a timeline. So Evil Dead the Musical made its debut back or in the back room of the Transact Club in August 2003. Like the film, the musical became a cult sensation. And within days of opening, there were lines around the block of people wanting to see the show. Um, so jump to July 2004, with all the attention that the show was receiving, other cities became interested in The Evil Dead as well. And uh, the show opened in Montreal as a featured attraction for the 22nd Just for Laughs Comedy Festival. And that would have been cool. Yeah. Um, jump to November 2006, where Evil Dead the Musical made its off-Broadway debut in New York City. Um, and it got like the cast album from the show even debuted on number four on the Billboard show charts, mm-hmm. which wow, 
Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a fun soundtrack. I would say it's that fun. <laughs> <laughs> it even uh, opened in Korea in 2008. Mm-hmm. And like, holy moly. And it's even featured a bunch of like K-pop stars. Yeah, they, um, a lot of like Asian countries like to do shows like this or like, trying to think i mean like even like phantom of the opera i'm not going to phantom of the opera but like a lot of, there's like um like a huge like surge of like 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 chinese and um japanese and korean productions of like american shows it wasn't there like chess yeah came chess, out not too long ago yeah chess did a lot in uh i'm not sure where but it was somewhere around there and then um, they did jesus christ superstar with uh ramin karamloo mm, yeah yeah so he was in Tokyo for a while. And then didn't him and uh, so, oh, Samantha uh, Barks? No, uh, Sierra Bogus. Didn't they do a show in, didn't they do either Love Never Dies or Phantom in, in Japan? Oh, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Like, I know that they've done it together before, but. Uh, I didn't know where it was. Um, and then in 2012, Evil Dead, El Musical, opened in Madrid, Spain, and became an instant hit as well. So it's just been kind of like popping up in different areas, and it also started its uh, first successful like North American tour in 2014. Um, so yeah, when we talk about um, like original film cult status, like people really were drawn to the film because it was just kind of nutty and kind of a different kind of horror film, um, which had like practical effects, crazy amounts of gore and was very campy. And uh, also quote unquote, showed the world the power of guerrilla style indie filmmaking. Um, Cause yeah, a lot of this show or not the show but a lot of the movie was just like very low budget had to get really creative with different things um yeah and so that's what i've got cool so um so the characters so i went through the uh the main characters um uh so ash the hero and iconic character of the musical this devoted smart housewares employee evolves over the course of the show from a cowardly college student to a wisecracking dead deadite slayer with his detachable hand chainsaw and 12 gauge boomstick <laughs> um linda the girl next door linda is sweet thoughtful and completely devoted to ash until she turns evil and tries to kill him she laughs an annoyingly inordinate amount of time after transforming um cheryl ash's sister and the odd woman out in the group looking to spend a week relaxing she was a severe scotty's jokes and torment the only one to sense the evil surrounding the cabin, she is the first to be possessed, turning into an aggressive, foul-mouthed demon that speaks in very bad puns. Uh, spends the majority of the show locked in the cellar. Um, Scotty, good-looking, cocky, a prankster, and Ash's best friend, uh, thinks himself the brave one until he's forced to kill. Then his panic leads him to flee. He returns to Ash. Uh, uh, he returns to warn Ash about the woods and attempts to help his friend, even as he is knocking on death's door. Uh, Shelly, beautiful, beautiful, easy, and not too smart. Uh, she, is Scottishly, oh, she is Scotty's latest fling and looking to party. Just because she comes to eat an evil demon doesn't mean she can't look good doing it. 
Um, Annie, quite the overbearing explorer, who finds missing pages to the Necronomicon and wants to reunite with her father to continue the research. Very bossy and, and drawn to Ash, must be comfortable in a tearaway, semi-revealing costume. Um, Ed is Annie's coworker, boyfriend, and doormat. He travels with her to the cabin to proceed with the research of the Book of the Dead. After turning evil, his confidence may lack, but this bit part demon is ready to sing. Um, Jake, stereotypical southerner and reliable enough to help Annie and Ed find the path to the cabin, uh, but too stupid and stubborn to listen to reason that will keep him alive. <laughs> um, yeah, so the creators for the show are, so the music is by George Reinblatt, Christopher Bond, Frank Chipola, and Melissa Morris. Uh, they're all Toronto people, so I'm not too familiar with them. And then George Reinblatt is also uh, also with the lyrics in the book. Um, and apparently for the direction, um, for, uh, I'm not sure which production, but the um, Hinton Battles. So he portrays Scarecrow in The Wiz and uh, won a Tony for that. Um, and as well as a couple other things uh something else um but yeah he directed the uh direction choreographs the off-broadway production okay. um yeah so they you know they got somebody with that you know name recognition for the <laughs> show um what's your favorite song oh see that's the issue i didn't get to listen to it all the way so i i don't really know okay um is there a song that you can remember? <laughs> um, just basically like the first song when they're like in the car. Yeah. <laughs> and just kind of all introducing each other. Yeah, um, that one's funny. Yeah. Yeah, I um, yeah, I love Housewares employees. So that's like where Ash and Linda are like in love and they're like talking about their love story. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, what the F was that is after... Um, Oh, I think it's after Cheryl. It's after Cheryl and Shelly die. Um, Scott and Ash are like in the house by themselves. So like, what the f just happened? Um, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, it's really funny. Um, I'm not a killer. Is like so like when Ash is like forced to kill Linda. Like like she's already you know she's already a zombie or a demon or whatever. Um, but he's like, I'm not a killer, but I have to kill you. <laughs> Yeah. Um, bit part demon is so funny. Uh, basically, like, so Ed, he oh, turns into a demon. Um, and he's like, oh, I'm just a bit part demon that just gets killed and is just has these stereotypical lines and I hate it. And then, like, um, Annie's like, no, you're not a bit part demon. You can do it. You're your own person. He goes into this, like, full on, like, Broadway production number and then he gets killed. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I just love how campy this show is. Like it just sounds it's just so much fun and so like outrageous. Um yeah. like all the men in my life get keep keep getting killed by Kandarian demons is a song from the show. Oh yeah. Um <laughs> and he's like, Oh yeah, all the boyfriends I've ever had, even before all this stuff, was were killed by Kandarian demons. Um, yeah, it's very funny. I, I really like the um just the little tricks that they do throughout like um I really like the well you have to have like really good comedic timing for this one so mm -hmm. um I found that every time 
I think it's Linda. Like, is she the one that's always with the uh, the trap door? Uh, Cheryl. Cheryl. Okay, so she like would say something and then really quickly close the door. Yeah. And it's just really comical about how quickly she can do that. Yeah, it's like this. Um, with a cast of like eight people, you have to like be like really like fast with the timing, and mm-hmm. they do it really well. Like they seem like they're really tight knit and they're able to like work off each other really well. Yeah. Yeah, they're all very. Um, it seems like they're really connected with this uh, show. Yeah, it, a lot of it is like timing, especially when you're not even on stage and you're trying to do like voiceover work. Like mm-hmm. uh, whoever gets decapitated, um, like uh, Ash Lin- picks up her head. Oh, Linda, yeah, yeah. Okay, l- this is Linda, and then starts like banging her head against the wall. <laughs> she has to do like the ow. Ooh, ee, ha. Yeah. And then eventually, like, there's a flash of lightning, and then he puts her head down on the table, and then her real head is there instead. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Just like a bunch of the little tricks, and then trying to get the, uh, like, the blood packets ready. Yeah. Um, and hiding them, and really overtly, like, directing the- themselves towards the audience. So there's a the big spray. I just have to say, this, this will be a messy show to clean up after. Oh, my goodness. Like, not even just for like the you know the cast and the crew but like the like the audience too like like I'm sure it washes out I'm sure it's easy to get the blood out of your out of your clothes but like I would like bring a poncho or something yeah (laughs) well even like in the movie they were talking about um how much blood was used and what it was kind of made out of and that one time there was just a lot of like of the fake blood in Bruce Campbell's shirt Mm-hmm. um that he had basically like put it over the fire so that it would dry out and then tried to put it back on but then the shirt broke <laughs> like it was oh so caked, caked in fake blood yeah and, I like know for sure I actually have it as one of my fun facts what they made the fake blood out of it was a mixture of caro syrup uh non-dairy creamer and red food coloring oh. yeah. yeah and uh what apparently uh for fun facts yeah um oh one of the fun facts which has to do with like the blood and stuff is that he would um well after like a day of filming or what he would say like is a a regular day film of filming he would have to get taken back home in the back of someone's pickup truck because he was so covered in blood and didn't like i'm I'm assuming he didn't want to get blood on their like uh, cushions and yeah and that kind of reminds me of um, how, like, in Game of Thrones, uh, one of the actors, like, spoiler or whatever, one of the actors had, like, just filmed his death scene and then went uh, directly onto a plane to go somewhere else, but still had a bunch of fake blood on him. So he was, like, crying because he was really distraught that his character died. But also all these people in, like, first class are, like, looking at him, like, crying man covered in blood (laughs) looks like that he just murdered someone and is escaping yeah like like, he killed somebody and he's emotionally distraught about it but he still did (laughs) yeah um the first film uh was oh yeah so the first evil dead film was based on sam raimi's 30 minute super 8 short film called within the woods and so they used um that short film as kind of like a hey give us money for our movie yeah. kind of thing. This is what we can do with like 30 minutes. Guess what we can do with a, a whole feature length film. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, they used many different ingredients to make the makeup for the melting bodies of the deadites. Um, so like oatmeal, snakes, uh, guts made out of marshmallow strings, etc. Anytime someone mentions guts, I just rem- it reminds me of one of the horror movies I saw the other day, and I think it has one of the most like kills that I've seen, where a guy gets like crushed between a wall and a car, Ugh. like sideways. Yeah, all his guts come out that way, <laughs> and somehow he's still alive after that. I'm like, holy smokes! Yeah. Also, this should be said at the beginning of the episode that this is a very graphic. Yeah, it's very graphic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We really need to get up to speed on our like trigger warnings and stuff like that because uh, some of these musicals can get really intense. Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, Sam Raimi worked himself to the point of passing out on set. I think it was in the middle of like the decap, not or the dismembering scene or whatever that he eventually just kind of keeled over. Mm. and uh the crew threw a bucket of cold like ice cold water on him to wake him up mm. <laughs> poor guy yeah uh, sometimes uh production would have to stop so that they could raise more money for the film <laughs> um the cabin on set was used as lodgings for the 13 crew members uh living conditions were terrible and there was no working plumbing so crew members were forced to go days without showering and they frequently became ill due to freezing weather. In the mm. end, they eventually like burned furniture to stay warm. Um, yeah, so the the blood mixture, whatever. But throughout these like uh, fun facts, I just keep hearing like about how like Bruce Campbell sounds like a really cool guy. Yeah, I haven't really. And... I, I hadn't heard his name before today. <laughs> <laughs> really, um, he's just always kind of been like the big horror guy or like Mm. iconic horror dude and so throughout the like fun facts you could tell like oh he would do like stand-ins for some of the actors who weren't there um he would help out the crew when he wasn't being filmed and he actually put up his family property like up as collateral so that Raimi could finish the film and blow up the film to 35 millimeter Mm. uh, film for the theaters wow and uh yeah so he just helped out a lot like mm. on and off set and so I think that was eventually what uh Raimi made him a producer on the film because mm. he had like put so much of his own money and yeah, positions sure. into it <laughs> so yeah I just everything I hear about him he just seems like a pretty cool dude this is like off topic but I also I forgot that um Sam Raimi was uh directing Multiverse of Madness Ooh, so exciting and yeah uh, that's probably why he can't uh do the the new evil dead movie yeah he's yeah, preoccupied put all this into the you know the new part of the mcu and we're we're guessing some of his old characters um mm-hmm. i mean we saw afro molina we heard uh willem dafoe so what's pretty much set in stone but you never know <laughs> they might be just pulling and changing the same they're like oh these are all the same characters but no spider-man yeah um yeah. for the very excited <laughs> For the musical, um, some of the reviews were like, oh, it's the next Rocky Horror Show. So that's what the New York Times said about it. Um, Even Bruce Campbell said, like, Evil Dead the musical was everything I hoped it would be. Outrageous, high energy, and really effing funny. Mm -hmm. Um, And also you can license the show as well for a high school version 
of it. Oh, actually? Yeah, they're like, if you don't want to wash your mouth out with soap, here's the high school version, which has none of the curse words, but still all of the blood. Oh my god, that'll be so much fun. <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking, well, when I started watching it, I was like, you know what? I think we would really enjoy doing this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I'm pretty sure they just wouldn't want to deal with cleaning. Yeah, that's the gym. <laughs> a lot of cleaning. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so those are all the, the fun facts that I got. Cool. Um, do you have a favorite character from the show? Well, it's it's got to be Ash. I don't know. For me, it's got to be Cheryl. She's I know she's only Cheryl for like, you know, 20 minutes, but then she turns into like the seller. The seller yeah, I, I, I guess so, yeah. So like, <laughs> it's just so funny, like watching her, like, you can tell right off the bat, she like, she wants to be there. She wants to be on the, on the cabin of the wood ship, but she's just there to like, you know, bake cookies and like go reading and all that stuff. But everyone else is there is like there to, you know, have fun and be a college kid. Mm -hmm. um, and then she's just the innocent bystander that gets killed immediately. Um, yeah, and probably has something horrible happen to her in the woods. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I uh, I just love that character so much. So I'm like, like being a younger sibling, I also relate to that kind of third mm -hmm. feeling. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. yeah. I do too. Yeah. Um, yeah, that show is just so like if I I don't have like OCD or like one of those or like a condition that with like with that kind of you know <laughs> with like the you know the squeamish kind of stuff I, I know OCD isn't just squeamish but you know what I mean like I know I'm not finicky when I, I, I like to clean but you know I'm not I don't know where, I don't know what I'm trying to say I'm just saying if I, if I had like an issue with things touching me I would not want to be that show mm. or like sticky or like <laughs> wet like I would be like nope not for me yeah I would wonder if they would like dry clean the clothes or would they keep them yeah or even talking or about replace like, them how would you do like an accessible performance of this for like I don't know like because sometimes like a lot of shows nowadays like they do like one or one or two nights during a run they do like a autistic friendly show um but like uh -huh. this show just seems like such a sensory overload. Like I don't know how to pare it down with while keeping it evil dead. Yeah. But I, I think, they, think just, they could just I mean they could just get rid of the blood packets. Like it doesn't obviously, you know, it adds to the it adds to it, but you can also just do it without the blood packets. Yeah. Um sorry, we talked about accessible figure this week, so that's what I'm thinking about. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, I'm sure you could. The whole point is to like try to make make theater more accessible so i think that could probably be a way to get it out or to like make it a bit easier and also like just the regular things of making the lights a little bit dimmer and like like making the sound a little bit quieter and that kind of thing yeah but yeah. the other thing is is that it's also like a horror musical yeah for sure that a lot of people won't really be interested in it mm -hmm. um yeah it's <laughs> In, in the name of accessibility, it's kind of like um, it makes musical theater a little bit more accessible for people who are like, oh, I don't like musical theater, but I do really like 80s movies yeah, and horror stuff and gore. So yeah, it's like a musical theater show for people who are not really into musical theater. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um... 
Yeah, anything else you want to talk about? I don't really have anything else. This episode, thing. this episode feels short, but like, I guess it's just because like all of them have been so long. Um, like we talked about like the secret and it was a long episode because it was a book. And then yeah. last week was like also long because it was Rocky Horror. So we can go, we can do a good 45 minute episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll come back next week when we're doing Carrie the Musical. That's a mo- that one's what I'm very excited for. Um, we'll talk, I can also talk about Riverdale too. Yay! Oh my god! <laughs> I have to. I, I just heard about some of the things that had like happened this past week oh with Riverdale, god. and it's oh ridiculous. my god! If you had told me that this is where it would end up when it first started, like I remember we were all crazy about it. Yeah. In like grade eleven. <laughs> yeah. And then it gets to this point where like oh okay. Yeah. No, for sure. And like, like you just had the season finale. Um last night or like the night before it was like a Wednesday but like I watched on Netflix on Thursday and I was like okay I have to wait like how long do I have to wait and it's like oh a month they're just going straight into it next month okay um because I want to keep it on like I still like they don't want to have like the have, like because I think the season premiered in like I want to see like May or June and usually it premieres in uh November um so they're trying to like just keep it going um, which can't be good for the crew. They they're tired. Same with the cast. They're tired. They just went through a whole show of this and having to deal with you know all of the Riverdale of the show. <laughs> and um, they're all very aware of how terrible some parts of yeah. it are. Um, but thankfully, uh, Mark Consuelos just had his last episode. He'll he got out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did they kill off his character? Uh, no. He uh, went out with a bang. I guess I'll just say. Um. I'll tell you after. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so next week we're doing Carrie. Um, you listen on here. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, History in the Spotlight. Uh, find us on Twitter at History in the SP1. You can email us at History in the Spotlight at gmail.com. Email us all your thoughts, your opinions, your. Uh, Do you like the show? Not like the show? Have you seen the movie? Um, what do you think of the movie compared to the show? You know, any shows we should do in the future uh, when we're not doing, you know, our horror months. Um, uh, go back and listen to our whole backlog if you're a new listener. Um, we have 33 episodes now behind us, which is, you know, insane. Um, not 34 can this one, but yeah, it's, uh, I was looking at the number. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's almost been a year, man. I know, it's crazy. Um, yeah, definitely crazy to think about how it's well it's been a year yeah <laughs> yeah um but yeah so uh see you next week with carrie and uh see you later bye bye